Guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living or get busy dying. Andy Dufresne and Ellis Redding. Hello and welcome. It's been a minute, but today we are dusting off that good old podcast time machine and we're going back in time to collect another nugget or two of wisdom, a life coaching lesson from one of the greatest films of all time. And this is an opportunity to revisit some of the greatest stories of our time and dig a little deeper into its themes, messages, and characters. And I'm excited for you to join me as today is going to be, I think, a very powerful lesson. One that will require us to go back to the 1990s, a decade that saw the rise of the Beanie Babies. Remember those things? The the debut of Friends, show I never really quite got into, but hey, I know people love it. Uh, the birth of Nirvana, the grunge music scene. Also, the Macarena became a movement, something I think we'd all like to forget, hopefully. Today, we're going to go back to that decade and the release of an absolutely timeless classic film. I would say this was a quiet film that did not really take the world by storm, but it has certainly stood the test of time like no other. So you and I are setting the coordinates, firing up the flux capacitor once again, and we're going to go back to September 22nd, 1994, and the release of The Shawshank Redemption. The Shawshank Redemption stars Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman and is a Frank Darabont-directed film, which was based on a story by Stephen King, uh, which both King and Darabont together adapted for the big screen. And when this movie was first released, I knew this was going to be an instant classic. And to this day, I still think it deserved the Oscar over Forrest Gump. Sorry, Forrest. I just call it like I see it. And you know what? Life isn't really like a box of chocolates. I mean, I get what he was trying to say, but generally, we do know what kind of chocolates we're getting when we purchase them. And if one shows up defected or not what we expected, well, we just eat them anyways and move on. Anyways, back to our flashback film and its story. And oh, also, one, one actually one other really quick thing, uh, just a quick spoiler warning on this one. I'm sure most of these Flashback Friday films, most of you have seen... Uh, so I've never really been too worried about spoiling it for you, but this one, uh, just tread carefully. If you haven't seen this movie yet, just do it, go and watch it. I do not want to be responsible for giving away this magnificent ending. So you've been warned and here we go. The year of this film, where this story takes place is 1947 and Shawshank Redemption is the story of Andy Dufresne, a banker who is wrongly convicted of murdering his wife and her lover. Right from the start, we kind of get the sense that Andy is innocent, even though he is convicted to two consecutive life sentences at the Shawshank State Penitentiary, where pretty much all of this film takes place. So, wrongly convicted Andy Dufresne, what's interesting about his character is how he continually finds ways to make the most out of a bad situation. I also need to mention, also at the heart of the story, is Andy's friendship with his fellow inmate, Ellis Redding. Red is also serving a life sentence, and he's a man with deep regret on his rocky and mistake-filled past. Red 
is also the narrator of our story. And this was also the film that put Morgan Freeman on the map as the best narrator of all time, probably one of the best voices of all time. Like, I would love to just sit at a table with Morgan Freeman on my right and James Earl Jones on my left and just chat. Like, their voices together would just be, like, amazing. Anyways, I I segued off there. But I'm just saying, read me a bedtime story anytime, Mr. Freeman. Your voice is like a, it's like a warm hug. It's an auditory cup of soothing and calming tea. God bless your grandchildren, I'm telling you. They're, they're getting some good bedtime stories. Anyways, Red has been trying to get parole for years, but he keeps getting denied. And like many of his fellow inmates, he's not even sure what he'd do if he got out. And... Red's character behind these walls of this prison, Red has now become the man who can get you anything. His connections all throughout the prison allow him to smuggle in things from the outside for a price, which is how Andy Dufresne and Red first meet. And Andy Dufresne gets the rock hammer that will eventually chip slowly away to his freedom. That and a poster of, of Rita Hayworth to cover up his escape hole. And Andy Dufresne ends out crawling through a river of shit and comes out clean on the other side. It's a beautiful, beautiful ending. And during his time in Shawshank, Andy puts his accounting skills to work for the guards and the warden himself. And his actions, uh, the first time he helps one of the guards, his, his actions reward his fellow inmates with some rooftop cold beers where for those brief moments, they were all able to feel free. It's, it's just, a, oh, it's an amazing moment. And Andy just kind of sits there and he smiles. He's, he's apart from the group and he just has this selfless, satisfying smile across his face. It's almost like he just is more happy to see them enjoying the beers than even having one himself. He even refuses a beer when one of the other inmates comes up to him. And there's this other one unforgettable scene uh, where Andy, well, there's lots of unforgettable scenes in this film, but th this one really stands out. Andy challenges the status quo and he plays Mozart and Lorenzo de Ponte's letter duet from The Marriage of Figaro over the loudspeakers for all of his inmates to hear. And everyone just stops and they look up to the skies if the music were coming from the heavens. And I have to share this part. Uh, I, I can't do a Morgan Freeman voice, nor will I even attempt it because it's just, his voice is amazing. But at this point in the film, Red narrates, I have no idea to this day what those two Italian ladies were singing about. Truth is, I don't want to know. I like to think they were singing about something so beautiful, it can't be expressed in words and makes your heart ache because of it. I tell you, those voices soared higher farther than anybody in a gray place dares to dream. It was like some beautiful bird flapped into our drab little cage and made these walls dissolve away. And for the briefest moment, every last man in Shawshank felt free. With the guards and the warden fuming, Andy just is leaning back in, in his chair, hands behind his head, and he listens. He knows as the guards break through the locked door, it was all worth it. Music is always worth it. I love music, and it truly is something that can never be taken away from us. It's, it's, music's amazing. Throughout his time in Shawshank, it's, it's acts like this that quickly earn Andy the respect and admiration of his fellow inmates. 
And they and us as the audience are really drawn to his integrity and his unwavering sense of hope. Hope, which is the main theme of today's lesson. At times, this pandemic has felt a bit like a prison sentence. Obviously, I'm exaggerating. I mean, truly, this is not like a real prison or the sentence that goes with it whatsoever. But the restrictions, the limitations, the loss of the life that we once knew has at times felt like a prison sentence. And and in many ways, we've all been like Andy Dufresne, condemned to Shawshank, and we found ourselves feeling stuck in a situation none of us ever asked for. We were never supposed to be here. It's like some bad dream. And so we've been slowly chipping away at the walls of this pandemic with the hope to once again regain our freedom. And at times this world and even life itself has, has felt hopeless. It's divided. And it has tested our mental toughness as well as the endurance of our spirit. But there's also been, in some ways, no better chance to start planning for a better future. Make the most of the present until you get there and, and, and rediscover your, your superpowers of creativity, purpose, listening to your inner calling. And over the last year, year and a bit, we've been subjected to the loss of many freedoms. And our hopes to one day return to some sense of a normal life has been tested. And I, I just want to say, I mean, I am grateful. I am really grateful I never had to live through many of the difficult times our ancestors had to fight through. And this really make <laughs> this really does pale in comparison, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't acknowledge just how much permanent damage has happened or or how much it's destroyed some people's lives. I mean, people have been sick. Lives have been lost. Funerals, weddings missed. For some, even the opportunity to just sit with a loved one as they pass away has been denied. And, and as many of you know who have been listening to the show, I, I lost my mom to cancer uh, about 15 years ago. And, and I had that honor and I had that privilege to walk into the hospital room, sit down with her, hold her hand, watch her take her final moments. And I know that she could feel that we were with her. So I want you to to think about that for a minute. There's people out there that were denied that chance and that opportunity. And the person who was passing away, they, they didn't get to say goodbye. Jobs have been lost. The economy has suffered. Children's lives, the world they are inheriting, their futures have been forever altered. And so clearly, I mean, some of us have been affected more than others by this past year or so, but we all have experienced the lockdowns and in some way, uh, the, in many ways, the imprisonment of our freedoms. And sure, I mean, again, we've had it easy compared to other times, other people. And you could even argue that for, <laughs> you could even argue that for most of us, what we've been asked to do is it's supposed to be really simple. I mean, we hunker down, we stay home and we watch TV, we read a book or two or 20 but everyone is dealing with their sentence in a different way. And there is no denying that the loss of true, real human interaction and connection has worn our spirits down. And to me, that's been the real loss 
during this pandemic. As if we, you know, we weren't already heading down a path of disconnect from, from one another because of technology. Now we've had to rely even more on it in order to reach those we love, which is a beautiful thing. I mean, imagine in that sense, if we didn't even have that, how difficult it would be. But we are human beings and we are meant to hug one another. Smile at a stranger rather than duck out of the way because of fear. And honestly, I don't have kids myself, but I worry sometimes about what has been done to many of the children growing up through all of this. I mean, let's put it into perspective for a second. Do you remember what one year felt like when you were a kid? What one summer break felt like? An eternity It's been an eternity for them to not play and explore with the friends the way that we all were allowed to do and to continue to wear a mask and not be able to share and express their joy with others, to to want a, a hug from their grandparent, their aunt, their uncle. It's through these thoughts of despair that I remember the words of Andy Dufresne to his friend Red. Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best thing, and no good thing ever dies. Hope has been a necessary thing. Hope is what breaks through those bars of doubt, fear, sadness, and despair. And I think the message of this film and of Andy and Red's story is that we never give up and we continue to forge ahead and we get busy living. Man, I mean, sure, I... I miss holidays to Mexico. I miss sitting in a darkened movie theater with a bunch of other people, just collectively experiencing an adventure unfold before our eyes, hearing other people's reactions to a a scene that's happening. But I just want you to keep in mind that the point of this pandemic, the deeper meaning, as much as I want to get back to that life, the deeper meaning is not to hurry back to this return of normal. We've hurried long enough. The point is not to go back to just simply sleeping behind all of our distractions and just plug right back into the matrix. I believe life back on the outside can't ever be quite the same as it was, but it can be better. And there is now a little light in the tunnel of what was once seemingly endless darkness. And when, and when those prison doors finally open, who do you want most to be there to greet you? Who will be there to greet you? And I want you to think about what kind of person do you want to be to become? This has been one important chapter in all of our hero's journey. And I am hopeful that most of us have learned a great deal from our time in Shawshank. We've all had the opportunity to go into the depths of our innermost cave and hopefully learn something much deeper about ourselves as well as our fellow inmates on this planet. And my hope is that we've learned to be less selfish, more understanding, more aware of the struggles each and every one of us might be facing at any given time. At some point in time, life is going to open back up fully and this pandemic will be over and we will no longer be confined to 
the four walls of Shawshank Penitentiary. And when your sentence at Shawshank comes to an end, I ask you today, how will you choose to live your second life? Will you choose to be any different? Will you work hard at being better or just simply slip back into what was never normal in the first place? It's never too late to do some deep soul searching. And I believe that's what we're here to do. Sure. I mean, life is meant to be enjoyed. We are supposed to experience all this cool material things that this world has to offer to indulge in the finer things in life. Absolutely 100%. But we have to remain awake to the fact that our story will end. And what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? And I'll be honest, being a good human being takes effort, awareness, patience, understanding. And it's a job we never get to leave, obviously, until we pass away. And it's certainly a job we should never quit. So I encourage you, keep trying to become the best version of yourself. Prepare your heroic self to step out into the world and express the best version of who you know you can be one day at a time, one step at a time, one breath at a time. And if you haven't watched Shawshank Redemption lately or never at all, just please do it. You'll be inspired to remain grateful in spirit and kind at heart. You'll be moved to discover the music inside of you, the part of you that is, is always free. And you'll be inspired to face your past, to let go and find freedom inside of hope. I know we all want to put this behind us, but I want you to realize that the point is rather to keep it inside of us so we never forget, so we can move forward with our second chance with a deeper gratitude and appreciation. Because we've been gifted this life and it's up to us how we choose to live it. In Shawshank Redemption, both Andy and Red tell us it comes down to one simple choice. Get busy living or get busy dying. You can either get busy living and make something happen for yourself by leaping into the unknown with courage, live each moment as if it's your last, or you can get busy dying. Spend your life going through the motions and never answer your inner call to adventure. Die a little every moment as if you have all the time in the world. And just never forget your real freedom lies within.